you think that crypto and Bitcoin is in a bubble, which a lot of skeptics do, and even a lot of people who are pro-Bitcoin and pro-crypto believe that it's in a bubble. Um, even the Bitcoin hodlers will admit it because they admit that they don't like other cryptos. They don't like other cryptos because it takes away from Bitcoin. And the reason why we have other cryptos, for one, is because we have all this demand. And demand is satisfied through price appreciation, you know, demand, supply and demand. If you have more demanding and, uh, you know, you have a fixed supply, then you're going to get price expansion, expansion if you have more money coming in. Um, but you can also have horizontal expansion. And I think that's what we're seeing um, with all the different crypto products, NFTs, 17 thousand plus other cryptocurrencies that are you know listed on some exchange um and then you have countless businesses that have sprung up in support of all these uh new assets so if you think it's a bubble you have to ask well how you know how do bubbles form what drives them and most people think it's this herd psychology um, but you know, there's some people who I've read who believe it's just basically the expansion of the money supply, easy, easy money, money, basically out of thin air, which sets off this exchange of something for nothing. And on the back of this free, basically free money, you have, uh, non-productive activities springing up. Non-productive activities are things that wouldn't otherwise be funded um, because they don't generate any real wealth. So when you produce, say, a Bitcoin, you can't really eat it. You can't really, it can't house you. Um, forget about its current price right now. What does it actually provide people with? Now, it confuses people because people want to call it a currency. And they say, well, this thing isn't demanded for its intrinsic characteristics. It's demanded because it's tradable, because other people will want this thing. But, um, you know, a lot of hodlers or Bitcoiners will invoke the Austrian school. But I guess they've modified it to their liking because they think that you can have a non-commodity asset be desired it's in itself and become basically money because they think Bitcoin can become money. They don't see it as a payment tool. They see it as a distinct asset. Whereas, you know, I see it as a technology, a service. Um, that's what I see it as. Uh, and a lot of people see it as a payment rail, but not fundamentally anything that, that can become money. Um, and I think this is because they, this is so easy to fall into to view it as money because we've, we've grown up with electronic money and this modern idea that money is your PayPal balance, you know, or money is what's sitting in your check, checking account. No, what's money is what can be convertible to cash on demand, right? That it can be traded for cash on demand. Um, so we all trust PayPal because we can convert this into cash through people accepting it 
or through our put you know in our bank and then we can pull up pull this money out right this is a demand deposit that we can take take out the bank goes this this cash but the, what's on the bank's asset balance when you log in to your bank or to paypal it's just an iou now somehow you know with stable coins this iou has been treated this iou itself is now being exchanged so what's funny is we went from the dollar right it, when it was backed by gold it was just a receipt for gold and then these receipts started trading because it was easier but then they took away the gold and you just had these receipts right so and then these receipts ended up becoming digitized because it was a lot easier to move this this money or what we thought of as money right electronically but then people got confused and now they think the electronic balance is their money so now this opens up the idea that that any kind of electronic digital cash like like a bitcoin or ethereum you know can actually be money where they're really just you know at best they're a service provider and they're not good because no one will take ownership of these service providers um right even though the bitcoin miners are the ones i'd say providing the service because they're the ones taking fees um if you're big if you just hold bitcoin you're you're uh you're you're a customer you're not you're not um you're not really providing any service to anyone else you're sort of an end user so you're not going to be uh granted any kind of fee unless you actually provide a service which is what the the miners are doing but the but i want to talk about speculation and if you if you do um grant me this one idea that most of this bubble i'm calling it in crypto because it's all non-productive um activity basically doesn't actually create real wealth like you know mining for energy mining for oil actually creates real wealth because it raises all of our living standards bitcoin doesn't raise anyone's living standards it um at most is a service um but it doesn't change money because the fed is still the creator of fiat right and if you believe like me it's just a service how does that actually change money it fundamentally doesn't it doesn't actually put a cap on on how much the fed can print and it's kind of funny that bitcoin sort of pretends like it's this sound money or what people think of it as sound money but it actually i think can only exist if you have uh you know government fiat um money and for in particular a um a system where fiat is created out of nothing and um where banks just create money out of thin air the fed creates money out of thin air through the fractional reserve lending system the banks create new money and then if it's super easy policy this then will flow into unproductive activities and generate a huge bubble that's what we're seeing in crypto and there is a little bit of this ponzi dynamic um and this one guy had a really pretty good twitter thread and it was talking about how it's a zero sum game but it's also a negative sum game and that's true because it's a non-productive activity it it basically consumes resources and he was talking about how the bitcoin miners have to mine and have to pay for electricity and they waste a bunch of electricity but they have to you know they get bitcoin as a reward but they have to actually sell this to get dollars to pay their electricity bills and he's talking about how all, all this energy is wasted 
Well, it is wasted because a Bitcoin, you know, the Bitcoiners will say it's not because it provides this service that they have. Well, but it only provides this service to the people who believe in Bitcoin. It doesn't actually generate real wealth because Bitcoin can only be transferred to someone else. Um, and the miners are, are profiting off of this currently because the price of Bitcoin is high. Uh, but no other Bitcoin is, is profiting unless they're able to get in and then um, get in and then there's this price increase and then they make money off of that. But that's not real wealth. And the miners are making money basically, you could say, by just destroying wealth and producing nothing. value. They're getting this reward in Bitcoin. Are they actually creating it? No. The protocol created it and it still came out of thin air. Um, and because of Bitcoin, you can't do anything with it intrinsically. Um, it produced nothing. Now, people want to talk about the Bitcoin network. Perhaps, maybe you could say this is a service and is, is valuable to some people who use it. But the problem is it's flawed and that it doesn't exist without this thing called, you know, Bitcoin, the little b, Bitcoin, the UTXOs. Um, and these things are created out of thin air as well. And so to me, these things are no better than the dollar. Uh, in fact, they're worse than the dollar because they're, they're not physical. You can't trade it like cash. It's all, it's all electronic. Uh, there's nobody's promise. There's, there's nobody's promise in the future that it'll retain any of its purchasing power. There's nobody's promise in the future that you'll be able to even use it because, you know, maybe the miners decide to shut down for whatever reason. So there's no one's promise that you'll actually be able to do anything with this. That's a terrible service, in my opinion. A good service provider makes promises and upholds those promises uh, as best they can. And that's a service that you would pay for, like PayPal or something like that. Um, now, right now, there's advantages that's awarded to the crypto industry that make it somewhat attractive to, to use it. And that might be it's easier maybe to send payments somewhere overseas if you're okay with the volatility, uh, that kind of thing. Um, you know, maybe you could do it semi, semi in an on, um, anonymous, but that is sort of closing. Um, especially as you see the conversion from Bitcoin or other cryptos to, to fiat currencies, because you always want to exchange these things uh, for the real fiat value, because again, fundamentally, they're not a new currency. They're not new money. They're just a payment rail. Um, and so anytime you have this exchange of crypto or a CBC to a dollar, you have money transmission going on. You have all these rules and regulations that um, exist that make, uh, that make your transaction visible and your name exposed. And maybe you can do it. Um, maybe you're smart and you can figure it out. But the vast majority of people can't get around escaping that. So um, it's not really going to be useful in that sense. Now, a bubble typically, a bubble might uh, end on its own if, if the Fed tightens, if it stops expanding the money supply. That's a problem for a bubble because a bubble needs new money, new money, new money out of thin air uh, coming in to 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 keep the interest up. 
and uh, that's a big problem for for a bubble. Uh, not having any money, but what's also a problem for a bubble is, um, well, is that because it's non-productive, you actually have real savings. Like you have this misallocation of resources and you have real savings and real uh, money flowing into Bitcoin and other cryptos. And this, because it's non-productive, it just wastes resources. So the say the real savings, the real wealth of this country starts to go down and the Fed can keep, keep money policy easy and still the bubble can burst because the real savings rate slips so far down, you know, production falls, real economic activity falls such that there's just an economic slump. And then the banks, they're less likely. Well, and then these non-productive activities, they don't end up, they're the first to feel the effect. And then the banks stop lending. They write off these bad loans um, from the non-productive activities. And then they stop granting them loans. Like you stop, you stop granting people in the crypto industry free money to go then buy Bitcoin or Ethereum or to go bid up, um, you know, to go, to, to go, you know, start this VC that goes and invests in all these new crypto projects. Uh, all that comes to a halt and then it collapses. So it can still collapse even if the Fed keeps printing, which uh, I was thinking, well, before I read this other article, I was thinking, oh, well, as long as they keep printing, I guess they can keep going. Maybe to some degree, maybe that's true for the most part, but, but these, an economic slump can still happen with, with easy money policies. So I think eventually this crypto bubble it will come to an end. It's huge right now. It's probably still got a ways to go. It just seems like it's getting bigger every day. And even with this the Fed, you know, saying they're going to tighten, it's still it's still pretty big. And Bitcoin sold off a little bit, and maybe it will continue to decline in the future. Uh, but you know, what's crazy about it is that uh, there's still there's still massive amounts of money coming into this space and. You know, Bitcoin and crypto has its own sort of, um, it has its own sort of central bank called Tether. But, but again, Tether, um, Tether, Tether can help, yes. But at the end of the day, people are going to want real dollars out of Tether. And if Tether can't provide those real dollars, um, Tether is going to be in trouble. So, um, or the industry is going to be in trouble. And eventually, also, people will start selling. They'll want to lock in their profits. And that can also, you know, I guess, prick a bubble because people don't like it when the price is going down. Um, they only tend to want to buy, you know, when the price is up. So that can also prick this crypto bubble. Um, but I think a negative sum game is a good way to describe it because it is actually not only nonproductive, but it is actually destroying resources. And that's what all non-productive activities do because they can't sustain themselves on their own. Um, And the bubble itself attracts all of these um, like previous real generations of wealth into into them. So we see oil companies now getting into Bitcoin mining. So instead of actually producing energy, which we we all need, uh, they're going to produce Bitcoin. They're going to go expend energy. So not only are they not producing it, but they're expending it and uh, wasting it to produce Bitcoin and non-productive activity. And again, 
I'm sure the Bitcoin people will argue that it is a productive activity because it's providing a service, a good uh, in their eyes. Um, but, you know, when does a service become a net negative? You know, I mean, you know, so you can think of a service, somebody cutting your hair. So it's like involving labor, right? Somebody doing your consulting. Um, but this is, it's a service economy, which is only built on top of the real, like, physical, tangible economy, I think. Um, so I think you would just say, well, okay, you can grant them that it's a service. If you want to grant them, it's a payment rail. But at, at extreme costs, right? And you could even argue that, okay, Bitcoin could have this thing and it could be proof of work. But should it be, should we be spending this much proof, you know, electricity on it? I mean, I that's sort of subjective. But um, I think the fact that it's just pulling in all of these different, uh, it's a bubble, it's pulling in many, many different people and capital to the space. Now, it's not just all Bitcoin, it's crypto and other cryptos, Ethereum, you got DeFi stuff, you got NFTs. Um, so, um, I would say it's doing more damage than good, especially with all the misinformation out there about what Bitcoin is, what it's for. It's mainly used as a speculation tool, um, and people falsely claiming, I think that it's going to be money. I guess that's just their opinion and they can be, you know, they can believe this, I guess, and just be wrong. I think that they're wrong. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. I mean, right. We're all just, just giving our own views, but, uh, I think in the end it doesn't work because I think Bitcoin was going to require an ever increasing price, which is just unsustainable in my opinion.